What is it about fear that we're so consumed with, that we're obsessed with, that we have such a hard time facing who we are as an individual, a spiritual being, and an entrepreneur? And why is it so important that we master it to become the true enlightened self that we seek? Let's find out, shall we? You're listening to Empowered Evolution for Entrepreneurs. Everything quantum, spiritual, esoteric, energy, and mind related for your business. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford. Let's get started. Today's episode is one that's near and dear to my heart, as I'm sure it is to many of you, my darlings. It's the topic of fear. I've been thinking a lot about fear as I've had time to travel recently. And as you know, when you travel sitting on the plane, sometimes the charge on your headphone goes out and you don't have the right adapter or cord. So you're stuck with your thoughts, especially if it's five hours or more. That can be fun. Maybe you forgot a book. Maybe you don't have a pen that has ink in it anymore. If all of these things happen to you, then you know my pain. (laughs) So as I was saying, I had a lot of time to think about fear and about how so much of the population that I see and encounter, and myself included at times, lives in that fear. It could be fear about who we are, fear about our vulnerability in sharing that with another. It could be fear of being seen, fear of success in our business. It could be fear as deep and true as what it means to face ourself and all that comes with that. But let's examine that fear. What really is that fear? What's the worst that can really happen if we face that fear, if we honor that fear, if we acknowledge it, examine it, and really air it out and bring some light to it? Because I'll tell you what, When I started saying to myself the very things that I was reviewing in my life that I was afraid of, they sounded silly to my own ears. I'll be honest, one of them was the fear of success. It was the first time I admitted it to anybody, let alone myself, but hearing it in my voice, in my head, resonating in my throat and my chest, and hearing those waves get to my ears that I was afraid of success, if I was really, truly honest. Why is that? Because I'm a private person and I like my privacy. And vulnerability isn't my friend. At least it wasn't. It is now. Vulnerability is a strength. But so many of us wrap it up in fear. And the more I started thinking about it, fear and what really, truly does that mean? Why am I afraid of something? I got to thinking about every other person I encountered, whether they were aware of me being able to see their fear energetically or physically or sense it intuitively, whether I knew them or not, I realized they were all 
tackling it, all managing it in our own way on a daily basis, minute by minute. Another thought that occurred was that fear really, when we look at it and we stop and we chill the fuck out for a minute and just stop, stop your mind, stop your thoughts. And before you get on me about saying, oh, I can't do that, that is a fucking choice. It's a choice and you know it is. Everything is a choice. We're always manifesting everything. We decide a millisecond before we make a decision that it's a choice, that we want to continue thinking that thought or about that person or about that place or that thing. Because there's a secondary gain we get from continuing on with that. But I'm digressing. (laughs) When we get back to fear, the interesting thing is when you actually face it and give it a name and shine some light on it and examine what it's about and why it's there, it's not so scary. And I find that actually really beautiful and disarming. And if I'm being honest, a little relieving. When I think about people that have been close to me that did everything in their power to resist their fear, so much to the point that they become addicts, I realize that they let their mind control them and their emotions control them rather than them being, as my mentor Bruce Lee says, mastering their own emotions and fear is really, that is our mind, our ego, running away with our imagination in this torrid love affair. And it can make or break all these beautiful things. There's this wonderful woman and coach named Tracy Litt, and she has this phenomenal TED Talk about this love letter she wrote to fear. And I just find it so compelling because... I saw it and I was like, wow, that's really cool. Look at this woman, how she just like tackled it and shifted it. And now she spends her life teaching others how to do it in a very spiritual sense too. A very successful woman. I admire her tremendously. I love her. Had a few conversations with her. And I put it in the back of my mind because I got distracted by other things. But back to that plane ride and my thoughts and examining fear. I didn't write anything down. I just sat with my thoughts. Now, I am trained in NLP and hypnosis and timeline therapy, so much that I can even do it on myself. It's really quite interesting how it works. And so I decided to do a few exercises on my own during this flight. And I was pretty successful in determining what some of those sources were for my fear. Some of it is childhood and, you know, situations and trauma. Like, I was taught if I was seen, that was a bad thing. There would be a punishment. There would be some abuse, physical, verbal, emotional, what have you. But then I got to the real issue, despite the circumstantial stuff that's in the past that it's over and done with, and I really don't dwell on, I really looked at 
myself that I was the source of some of this fear. And why had I created that? And when I got truthful about it with some timeline therapy, I realized it was a way to protect myself. And truly, that's what our ego is designed to do is to protect us. And it does a right good job. It does a wonderful job. But we have to keep it in check sometimes in honor and say, you know what, pal, you've done a great job so far. I really appreciate it. You protected me. I honor that. I respect that. I love you. I see you. But it's time for me to take the wheel. It's time for me to take over. I got this. I got you. Take a rest. And that's what I did. I made a decision. Do I have anxiety about things? Do I have fears in the sense that like, oh, what could, what should? In the back of my mind, but I push it away because that's not what I choose to give my time and energy to. This is what people mean when they say do it scared anyway, do it fearful anyway. It means get comfortable with the uncertainty. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable because the truth is we never know what's going to happen. We want security. That's a fallacy. Nothing's ever safe and secure in that regard. Like anything in our life can be taken away from us at any given moment. And once we make peace with that, there is a level of unshakability and self-trust and courage that happens that's undeniable it's almost inexplainable unless you've experienced it to some degree because it's so grounding it's so beautiful it's like this symphony of yeah we could all go away tomorrow big deal so what i will survive and you know what i can't take any of this with me so that's a fear that's an example of talking yourself through it So I ask you again, if you have a fear about being successful, like I have at times, what is it really about? Is it protecting you from something? Is it fear that you don't know what that's like? That's the whole point of evolution and evolving as a human being, as an entrepreneur, is to get to the next level of yourself so that you can be the next version so that you can live that dream but it requires you to leave behind the status quo the ways that you've been living and I'm speaking from experience because I'm really going through an up level right now what does that mean that means I have nothing to lose this has to work for me that's what it means and come hell or high water I'm done with the old way of being, I'm done with self-sabotaging myself over silly things, staying up too late or, you know, hanging out at home all the time, if that was it, instead of whatever it could be, if something's simple, like some people will binge watch something, some people will get everything delivered, never leave the house and wonder why they don't meet people, some people will go out into a city but then they only go to the same restaurants or they go to the same locations 
they don't branch out, they don't speak to people out in public, and they wonder why their life doesn't change, because they're doing the same thing over and over, but yet they think that's going to yield them different results, and that's simply not the case. Now, it's the difference between making small, new choices, new habits daily, or doing the status quo. You already know what the status quo is. That's a movie that's been played over and over and over again. What has it gotten you? If anything, that's going to create more anxiety because you truly know deep in your heart, your higher self knows what it is you need to do to get from point A to point B. What's that breakthrough? And I'm going to tell you the reason why you keep holding back is very simple. You haven't reached the level of your low point yet. And what, what, what do I mean by that? I mean this. We all have a point of tolerance where we just can't fucking take it anymore. Followed by, <clears throat> I simply won't take it anymore. And that will usually propel us into action. For some people, it's $3 in the bank account. For others, it's, um, I hate where I'm living. It's like a dorm, and there's always noise and traffic, so I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to move. Or maybe you're tired of driving the same crappy car, but it's the only thing you've got because you don't want to pay a car payment. You don't want to work the extra time or ask for the raise to make it work. Simple things. When it comes to business, if it's about marketing, oh, you can come up with a million stories about why you can't do something. Because you haven't reached the pain threshold to where enough is enough for it to change. There has to be an impetus. There has to be a catalyst. And sometimes that's self-inflicted. Sometimes that's externally inflicted. Sometimes it's happenstance. Either way, that catalyst has to be there as part of the ingredients. And that can be really beautiful because it can fuel you. It can fuel the direction of like, you know what, this is the lowest point, enough's enough, never again, I can't take this anymore. And then you do something drastic. Let me give an example. Nine months ago, I, 10 months ago actually, <clears throat> I sold everything. My house, my car, I rehomed my cats. I donated or sold everything in my house. Clothing, everything, everything. I got down to two suitcases. And then I just packed up and left from Portland, Oregon. I went to Costa Rica. I did ayahuasca. For a week, flipped a coin, and then I landed in Nashville. And I've been trying to figure out if this is my city ever since. See, I didn't realize that moving here, 600 people a day had the same idea to move here and had been for the last 18 months. So it's this influx of people, <clears throat> rich with culture from all over the country, all over the world. The only thing is, people that are from out of town that are newly here, 
don't really want to meet anybody outside of their circle, but then they'll complain about how lonely they are. I've been to tennis lessons, dance lessons, parks, events out in the park, restaurants, bars. It's a very big party city. I did all of this on my own for a new adventure. It was kind of the self-inflicted catalyst of I need to put the reset button on my life. Was I fearful? Fuck yes, the whole entire time. Did I do it in any way? Absolutely, because my soul called me. I had to do it. I had to. I just needed to. I still don't know <laughs> what my purpose is in landing here in Nashville, but it's been an adventure, and it's a beautiful city, and I love the state of Tennessee. I think it's gorgeous, and it's interesting. There's so much money here, and they take care of their state. There's so much pride. And what I mean by money is there's so many parks, and they take care of it. And I came from a poor state where it wasn't like that. And all I can say is I don't regret taking that leap despite my fear in every area. But if I let my ego run the show or my emotions run the show, I wouldn't have made it. I would have given up. I would have had a nervous breakdown. I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have. So many different things. But I took the leap and I gave it a whirl. If I fall flat on my face and it doesn't work here, that's fine. I never would have known that unless I came here. But I've been here nine months and it's been an adventure. I've experienced all four seasons in a week. Literally, the week I got here was 70 degrees on the day I landed. And then four days later, there was this huge storm that shut the city down with snow for seven days. So, and everything in between. I love the hospitality. There's interesting food. There's music. There's tons of parks. But it's so overpopulated. And I realize that city life is not for me any longer. But I wouldn't have known that had I not taken the leap. And if I can do that, I can do anything. Move across the country as a single woman by myself, literally without even my pets and my support system, with a limited number of dollars in my pocket <laughs> in my 40s, yeah. I don't know if that's courage or stupidity, but I'll take it as courage. My point is, let me be an example to you. There are days where fear comes up and I can let it consume me or I can give it over to my guardian angels, my archangels, my spirit guides, and I can give it over to my higher self and trust and the universe as creator. Hey, you've always taken care of me. Why would you stop now? And have complete faith that it's going to work out as long as I do my part and take aligned action, inspired action. And sometimes it's something as simple as leaving a message, making a phone call, making a post, writing an email, whatever that is. Sometimes it's going home a different direction and then suddenly making a friend or seeing something beautiful like an amazing sunset or a really cool art sculpture now I have a story to tell, whatever it is. My point is when we take the leap of faith, 
and we surrender to our fear by saying, you know, I'm not afraid anymore. I just want to examine this. Fuck, I just want to examine this and understand why. It doesn't become so scary anymore. You realize your ego was protecting you, but really what it did was pull the wool over your eyes. And I'm here to say, pull the wool back and see it for what it is. Now, let me finish up my Nashville story because I think it's interesting. I came here and there was, I said this a few episodes ago, there was a promise that I had made when I was 15 that I had kind of forgotten about in the back of my mind. And then I ended up fulfilling that promise this summer. And that was huge to me. So that's one, one beautiful aspect. And if that was one of the only reasons that I came to Nashville, then hell yeah, hallelujah. (laughs) Mission accomplished. But there's another one. And this is going to tie into an episode later. But it's I got to face my biggest fear of my life. And... That involves a, a decision I made also. <laughs> it was a fear-based decision, desperation. When I was a kid, I was a teenager. And it's haunted me for the last 20-some years of my life. And I hadn't really had to face it because I didn't have to report it. I made this decision and it left me with a record. Ooh, record. 87% of the population has a record, by the way. Some of us are just better at hiding it. Anyway, that record prohibited me from a lot of things. And I always felt like I was looking over my shoulder. Well, the state that I used to reside in, I didn't have to report it after 10 years. Like, you know, whatever. We think you are an evolved human being. You shouldn't pay for this for the rest of your life. Well, welcome to good old Tennessee. (laughs) Once a convict, always a convict. So it came up when I moved here and I had to be forthcoming about it and I had to face that fear, that terrifying fucking fear and I did and I took aligned action to get that vacated from my record and I'm currently in that process and it's entirely successful. Now, am I an attorney? No. Did I know what the hell I was doing? Absolutely not. (laughs) I'm just an average girl from a small town in the Pacific Northwest. But I educated myself. I read and I figured it out. Turns out I could have done this like, you know, 15 years ago, but I didn't know that. And if that's the only other reason I moved to Tennessee, then so be it. But that's not all I got. I mean, that's two, two amazing accomplishments, right? Keeping a promise to self and ultimately keeping another promise to self by vacating a record from when I was a teenager. We shouldn't pay for mistakes that we made once forever. At some point, we have to let ourselves off the hook. We have to forgive ourselves. But for me... I needed to take it a step further and have it absolved and recognized by those that instilled 
a lot of the fear around it in me. And there will be a celebration when it's confirmed. (laughs) But if I moved here just to tackle those two fears, then damn, well done, Joe. So what what fears are you tackling? What fears are you facing? Because I'll be honest with you, my friends, my darlings, if you face it, it won't be that scary. And you'll realize there's no time like the present. Because worst case scenario, if you face the fear and it was only for you, for you to get forgiveness for yourself or to make amends with yourself or get whatever it is, it's really about you battling your demons, right? And if that's all that you do, that's pretty powerful and magical because the more we heal ourselves and take care of ourselves and tackle our own fears, our own wounds, we heal them, we honor them, we shed light on them. Guess what? We're evolving. And just by doing that, we're healing others around us. We're giving others around us permission to be amazing, to be healed, to grow, to evolve. And isn't that wonderful? That is a gift. So my friends, I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have enjoyed sharing it. Until next time. If you enjoyed today's episode of E3, to live an empowered, embodied, and evolved life as an entrepreneur, then like and subscribe, share with your friends, and continue to listen for more tidbits, advice, and delightfulness for all things esoteric, spiritual, quantum, and energy-related for your mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford, and I'll see you next week.